Welcome back to a new series on On The Grow Podcast. I'm your host, Grace Lee. In my last series, I had conversations with my quarantine, some of my family members who I've been quarantined with. My brother Daniel shared how COVID-19 affected him personally as a college student, tips for staying motivated while staying home, three things he wants to do when the quarantine is over, and more. My sister Rebecca shared how COVID-19 affected her personally as a medical student, her thoughts on the medical field during the pandemic, how she created a habit that stuck with her, and more. My dad, Moses, shared how COVID-19 affected him personally as an engineer, his work environment, travel plans, his thoughts on the pandemic, and how history teaches us not to fear the crisis, and more. In the last episode, I talk about how COVID-19 has affected me personally as a social media strategist and freelancer based in New York City. I talk about my struggles with the change of environment and how that triggered my unhealthy behaviors and habits, where I have been quarantined, my tip for staying motivated, and more. This is the first episode of the Navigating in a World Post-Coronavirus series. We've all been dealing and coping with our own struggles and issues since the pandemic began. Grief, terror, worry, and loss of hope have all rocked this planet to its core, opened our eyes to many things, new perspectives, lessons, things to overcome, and connections to rebuild, check on, and solidify. Tata Murray, someone I've been in communication with all throughout the quarantine, is one of my really good friends who I've known for a few years now because of Instagram. She is joining me today to share how COVID-19 has impacted the media and PR industry. Tatum is an account executive at Allison Broad Marketing and Communications in New York City. And just like in any crisis or difficult circumstances, ABMC has also had to evolve and change course during COVID-19. There may not be a handbook on what to do when a coronavirus pandemic strikes, but the ones that are responsive, sensitive, and understanding to the current matter at hand and take initiative will be the ones that pave the way moving forward. Tatum shares how our clients and brands are responding to the situation, how this changes interaction with the media, how media and PR will respond moving forward, and more. Hey, Tatum. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's it like quarantined over there? It's going well. Um, you know, of course, given everything, I've been here for a month and almost three weeks by now. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm in Pittsburgh with my parents, and I never really thought I would be living with them again at the age of 26. But um, it's been great. I'm really close with my parents, and it's nice to have space. Um, and like a home gym and a neighborhood I can walk around in a deck. Um, so I feel very thankful for all of those things. I've, for, as far as quarantine situations, I feel like it's a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel the same. Definitely just being with family has been really uplifting, especially during this time. I really miss New York though. Ready to be back. Yeah, no, I miss it too. And when I talk to people, I'm always like, I miss it, but I know it's not 
the way it is now isn't exactly you know what I'm missing. So I, I don't feel like this FOMO of not being there. It's just more like sadness that it's not the New York that any of us know yeah. and are used to. Um, so it's it's tough. I know for every all New Yorkers, whether you're still there or you're away, it's it's really hard. Yeah, for sure. Seeing that it is what is today Thursday. Already, Thursday. yes. Okay. Crazy. So you just finished a work day. Yes. But before you tell us how your workday went, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for work? Yeah, totally. So I work um, at a PR agency called Allison Broad Marketing Communications. Um, we do beauty, fashion, and lifestyle PR. Really everything from our beauty brands are L'Oreal, Garnier, Urban Decay, and then on the lifestyle side, we have everything from Old Navy to Burger King to Bed Bath & Beyond, so really runs the gamut. Um, and we've all been working from home for you know almost two months now and been doing you know pretty well. It was tough at first to kind of get into a groove with all of us, but I think we've kind of managed to do it and through Zoom conferencing and through phone calls and a ton of emails and slacks, we have um, you know been really pushing through and trying to push out some good stuff for our brands. Yeah. Okay. So what's that shift really been like? What's like a day-to-day schedule for you now? Well, I mean, it's been nice. I feel very fortunate that I do have a job that I can continue at home because it's kept me on a pretty normal routine. Um, I still like wake up every day at the same time I work out and then get right to work. The same hours are 9.30 to 6.30 day has pretty much stayed the same. And instead of, you know, commuting to the office, I just commute to my kitchen, sit in the little island and um, go for the calls and um, pitching and, and everything that we would typically be doing. Other than events, we really can keep doing everything that we were doing, which is, which is, we're fortunate for that. Right. I was actually thinking about this, but do you think it would have been much harder for you to be in quarantine if you didn't have this full-time job right now? Yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time. Um, I mean, these weeks have just been flying by and I really think it's because I have such a routine because of my job. Like weekdays are pretty much always the same. Wake up, work out, work, eat dinner with my parents. We watch like Jeopardy and like some show and then like I go to bed and start it again. So if I didn't have that, I think these quarantine days would just really drag on because I wouldn't have anything to do, I guess. So I mean- I I definitely feel very lucky that I have something every day that is needing my attention and um, it has helped for sure. I think for me, it's been really hard. I think the first two weeks of quarantine, I was really struggling because it just felt like I was in some sort of like limbo. My clients dropped me. That didn't really hit me until I was back here. And I wasn't really working on things. I wasn't being able to use my creativity in that in those areas. And so I just, I don't know. It was really hard for me to get myself out of it. But I think you learn a lot from putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, I know for sure. And I feel like you have, I've seen, you've kind of, you've developed your routine. I feel like that's helped. These times are so different for everyone. So any way that we can make things seem normal, even the new normal, I think is helpful for us to stay sane. Exactly. What else have you been working on during quarantine and who are you quarantined with? So, I mean, it's just me and my parents. Um, but like I said, we're like super close. I mean, I spend most of my time with them. Um, 
which is, you know, great that I get along with them or else I'd be jumping out the window. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we cook a lot, a lot. I mean, we obviously everyone's cooking like every meal, but um, that's something fun that we like to do. Think of new recipes. They're all pretty much vegan recipes. Um, my parents are vegan, so that's been fun to explore those. And like I said, we watched a lot of Jeopardy and I've been doing a lot of crossword puzzles. Um, yeah. Every Sunday, like a new one comes and I spend the whole week doing it. I feel like I learn stuff. It's fun. And then I've also been um, playing guitar and like singing, which I used to do all the time. I'm in high school. I would play gigs. I wrote songs. I recorded all of that. And then when I went away to college, it started drifting away a little bit. And then in New York, I didn't play my guitar at all because I was scared. I was going to be noisy to my neighbors and like I wasn't allowed to play music. But coming home, I can be as loud as I want. So um, I've been playing a lot and posting some covers on Instagram. I love your voice. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really fun. I like have missed music so much and it's just like so nice to get back into. I'm like building my calluses and my fingers again for playing guitar. It's just feels good. It feels really good. You know, I try to teach myself guitar. <laughs> oh yeah, you said you were. How's it going? I, I tried it. Um, I don't know if it's because the guitar is too big for me because I have really small hands. So mm. I can't reach the different chords. So I'm like straining. And because of that, it's actually really hard to play. I've gotten a couple of notes. Okay. But it's, you know, it's not, it's not the best. It's not where I, I mean, thought I'd be. Guitar is not easy to learn, especially when you're teaching yourself, I think. Yeah. Um, even like to learn, like I'm not a skilled guitarist at all. Like I can play chords. That's really Did it. Did you teach yourself? No, I took a class in high school called, it was called Guitar Lab. And we just like learned how to play guitar. And that's where I learned. I mean, my brother is like an insane guitarist, like best I've ever heard. And my dad also plays. So like we have a very musical family. So like they help me too, but I kind of, I feel like I needed that structure of like a class to sit down and gotcha. learn the basics. Besides guitar, is there anything else that, you know, you've been working on or what's been helping you stay focused? Um, I feel like helping me stay focused, I guess, um, is I think just honestly taking it day by day, having a grateful mentality into really everything I do is helping me stay like happy and focused. I mean, like, I know every day in the news you're seeing how many people are filing for unemployment. So every day I wake up, I'm like, I have a job. Like, I'm thankful and I should work hard at this job, not only, like, to keep it, but also because I'm lucky to have it. So I think just really looking at the big picture and understanding it, but also taking it one day by one day. Like, maybe tomorrow I wake up and I don't have a job, but, like, today I do. So I'm going to, you know, be thankful and work hard and try to be positive as positive as possible. Yeah, of course. Is there anything that, you know, maybe you've learned during quarantine that you didn't know before and you just you realize certain things about yourself or in life in general? Yeah, I mean, I think this is really a time where we're all realizing a lot of just how important our connections with other people are. Yeah. And I mean, we took for granted every day the fact that we could see a friend, hug a friend, get dinner with someone, like, and even going to the office, like, oh, go to the office again. But like, I would love to walk into my office and see all my coworkers right exactly. now. So I think we've all just really learned like the little things in our daily lives that we would take for granted every day are the things that make us human and that make us happy. And 
I hope that when we go back to normal life, whenever that really is, is we really keep these things in mind and realize how important our, our human connections are. But, you know, this has also taught us that we can maintain those connections even when we can't be physically with someone. I mean, I feel like I've maintained connections with so many of my good friends. I mean, my boyfriend and I are part and we're still, you know, it's tough, but we're making it and you can, you can stay connected with people. Yeah. I do agree. I think after this, people are, like you said, they're going to be even more grateful. And I really hope that actually changes behaviors and things actually change instead of people just thinking these things. I hope it actually gets put in place. Yeah. So, you know, a lot, a lot of changes are going to come out of this. Um, So just like we're continuing to evolve and learn through this time, I know things haven't been, you know, easy working with your clients virtually. So how has COVID-19 impacted your current clients? So, I mean, I think when this all started um, as an agency, we just kind of like regrouped and we're like, how can we best handle this? Um, the, I mean, the way that we work is we are working with the media, but the media is, you know, the start of this was really just covering COVID related things. So in order to best like work for our clients, we needed to, to be able to work with the media in the best way possible. So we really tried to balance, you know, being really sensitive to what was going on and not come off as tone deaf when we were like sending out pitches or anything. And we really took a pulse of with our media friendlies and kind of things they were covering and we're looking to cover. And so we're not sending them pitches in there and they're responding and being like, I'm sorry, but why would I be covering this swimsuit that you're pitching me when people are dying on mm-hmm. the street? Like, you know, so I think just we were trying to be really smart and sensitive about everything, but still finding a way to do our jobs. Um, and then one big thing about that, I, a lot of, I mean, all brands dealt with ma- massive changes in, in their planning. Um, so things that we had to do were come up with brand new ideas that would fit the current narrative <laughs> that's happening in the world. Um, so for example, one of our brands is Baked by Melissa, those tiny little cupcakes that everyone loves. Um, They're the best cupcakes ever. If you've never had them, you need to try. Um, They're still shipping nationwide, so you should order them. But um, so with them, um, one big thing that Baked by Melissa is known for, you celebrate with Baked by Melissa, your birthday or your wedding Mm or Mother's Day, whatever it may be. So we wanted to kind of, you know, lean into that and help people celebrate in these times. So... um, we had this idea to do a promotion of giving um, free cupcakes to people celebrating their birthdays during this quarantine time. So it was a limited number and they put that news out and, you know, the cupcakes went flying. Um, People loved this idea and it got a lot of coverage, which was great. So just like little things like that, coming up with ideas and ways to insert the brand into the conversation in a very sensitive and a way that we are trying to, you know, help other people that that's the goal. So we also work with Dr. Prager's, which is a frozen food brand. They're really popular. They're known for their veggie burgers. Um, particularly I'm a big fan. I've have been a big fan forever, even before I started working on the brand. They're so good. Um, so good. So they, you know, obviously are in grocery stores. So we were, we were trying to think of ways that we could help the grocery store workers. They're on the front lines too. You know, these people are going to work every single day. They're coming into contact with a ton of people and they're putting their their health and their family's health 
at risk by feeding America. So how could we thank them? How could we do something with them? Um, so we came up with this idea to um, pay the grocery bills of grocery store workers. And so Dr. Prager's did this idea and it was actually really, it was cool on my end. Our team was actually managing the email account that these grocery store workers were applying to. So they would send, mm -hmm. you know, like, Proof that they were a grocery store worker. Here's my grocery bill, and Dr. Prager's is going to send them a check. So we got these responses, and people were, you know, people from all over the country, and they were so grateful. I mean, there are a lot of people who had lost other jobs and were now working at a grocery store, and they were like, You don't understand how much this is so helpful for me and my daughter. This is going to help put food on the table for me and my family. And reading those responses was really cool on our end, and it was great to be able to help people. and. Also, you know, in the PR side of things, too, we got great coverage on that because it's a story that is touching to people and people want to cover. Exactly. And these are the brands that are actually going to pave the way for post-corona because people are going to remember that these are the brands that were true and, and real and actually did something for the people. So I think that's so important is that if people are going to remember these little things that brands are doing. Yeah. But that's great. That I'm so glad that you got really good coverage on that. What goes into that process, actually? Like coming up with ideas and then being able to execute? Is it all one team? Usually we just have big brainstorms. And in the office, we would have them on um, our, we have like a couple sets of couches in the office. And these brainstorms, they're great because um, everyone in the office is invited. Interns are invited. I'm not on the beauty team, but if a beauty team is having a brainstorm, I can go. And it's always, you know, best idea wins. So we have these open brainstorms and, you know, virtually we have them over Zoom or even sometimes over email and Slack. And so it's really just the whole, we'll be like, we're brainstorming ideas for XYZ brand. Um, and then people just start throwing out ideas. And I am just every time blown away by the ideas that come out of the women in my office. Like they're these smartest people with the most creative ideas. I'm just like, where, how is this coming out of your brain? Wow. It's wild. It's wild. Um, so then, you know, we take down the ideas, sometimes put them into a plan, whatever, present them to the brand and then the brand will give feedback. And sometimes they don't want to activate on any of them. And sometimes they like a couple of them and sometimes, you know, they like one. So, you know, we present them to them and then it's really up to them of what they want to activate. And then um, once we all align on something, we just, you know, full steam ahead and hope that it <laughs> turns out the way that we expected it to. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that you get to be a part of that brainstorm session. You see a yeah, lot it's it's ideas. really fun and just to see the way that these brains work and work off of each other. I'm not the best at ideas. I, I know that and I always admit that like I'm not the one coming up with these like amazing ideas, but I just like love being there and witnessing it all. And the results pay off. How do you think this will affect interaction with media now? You know, like some changes that are going to come from this. Yeah, I mean, I'm. we've been really closely monitoring everything that's happening. And it is, like, sad. Like, most industries, there have been cuts and layoffs in, at the media outlets. And, you know, it's been really tough because we're friends with a lot of these people. I mean, these editors are my, like, good friends, you know? So it's tough when you're seeing these people being laid off or um, furloughed. We're seeing um, a lot of like big publishing houses are announcing plans to combine upcoming print magazines, which print magazines, as we know, are already, you know, on the decline. There's magazines being fully cut all the time. There's magazines that are going from like 10 issues a year to four. Mm -hmm. um, and now that's happening more um, because of this. So 
the print landscape is getting even smaller. You know, it's, it's sad to see in any industry these things happening, but I just hope that it is temporary and that these outlets are able to hire back their people again. I like what you said about brands really um, being sensitive at this time. And I know in the beginning, it was just kind of hard to figure out the best way to approach things. Like you said, pitching to people, making sure you're not tone deaf to certain situations and being understanding of what people are going through. So I think over time, people are um, learning to be more sensitive, which is a good thing. And I think another thing is when you think about it from a bigger picture, we're all in this together still, you know, like this is a pandemic that we can't just like shoot down. It's not like an enemy that just goes away. Like there's no vaccine for it yet. We're all not literally in the same boat, but we're all fighting to find this vaccine for this virus. I saw this on the news, but Peloton bikes are actually doing really well right now with sales. Yes, I saw that too. It is just mind-blowing how they are like on back order with bikes. Yeah, I've seen that too. People want to order bikes, a lot of people I know, and they're like, they're not shipping for I don't even know how long. Because everybody wants to, I mean, if I didn't have a home gym here, I would think about doing the same. Like, Wow. That just like really shocked me how well they're doing during this pandemic. Have you seen any or heard of any new brands that are emerging or will come out of this? Um, yeah, actually we started working with one during this. Um, so obviously, you know, we're all supposed to be wearing masks wherever we go. And that's something that people are predicting is going to be more of a normal thing, even after this is over, Mm -hmm. um, the even after like the heat of this is over. So we have been seeing some mask specific brands emerging. So we work with a brand called mask club and they're a buy one, donate one subscription based mask destination. So when you buy a mask, one is also donated to a first responder. That was really fun to launch that brand. Um, it turned around so quickly because I mean, obviously we haven't been in this situation for that long. And I mean, we've been seeing roundups of where to buy a mask and, you know, what's the best kind of mask for you and your family and things like that. And we're seeing a lot more of those brands popping up too, but it was fun to be on one from like the ground up. That is really interesting. And I think you're right. That is something we are going to see in the future. People are talking about a second wave, which is more than likely at this point with states reopening. It's too soon, (laughs) but you know, fortunately you can't prevent people from doing a lot of things. So that's just what's going to happen. And I do think, you know, I'm seeing a lot of different ways to either make a mask with like videos on TikTok Mm -hmm. or I don't know, people are getting really creative with how to, you know, make a mask, buy a mask and wear your mask as like an outfit. Yeah. There are some really cool ones on the site. Like I I got one and it's like pink tie dye. It's really cute, but they have like tons of different brands and like really cute stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And just, I mean, I've been like three places, I think since I've been home, like I've been very few places. I went to the grocery store once and everyone is in a mask and that's just like what it looks like now. Yeah. I think it's a little less now, but when this first started, I was like watching TV and movies and I'm like, why are these people touching? And why are you like at a restaurant? And why are all these people near you? Like, oh my God, you're all going to get Corona. Like it, it was so, it's so weird now to see people like doing those things because we're 
so not used to it. Like, where are your masks? Like, what's going on? You're crazy. It's so funny because, yeah, I'm like watching TV shows and my family and I were like joking like, oh, this was shot pre-corona. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time on TV when someone shakes someone's hand, I feel like I have to wash my hands. Like, I have like anxiety. Why are you touching their hands? My hands feel so dirty after that. Well, we all know how to wash hands now properly. That is true. That's one good thing that came from this. <laughs> Some yes. people did not know how to wash their hands, which is like, shocking some people didn't even wash their hands yeah that was the most shocking <laughs> so hopefully people learned that basic hygiene technique seriously do you think brands will continue to be sensitive with the coronavirus even after quarantine and i don't mean that in the sense of quote going back to normal because i think the normal we are all thinking about is just what we are used to and mm -hmm. I think we're paving the way for a new normal. I hope we don't just go back to being insensitive to certain things. Like, I hope we actually learn from this and grow. So do you think brands will change with that or have a different attitude towards it? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to say. And I think it really depends industry by industry. Because, um, I mean, obviously, they have to think of how they're affected. And end of the day, like, every brand needs to make money. So I think that... Um, you know, that will continue to be like the driver of, of these decisions. I do think that it is pretty hard for the media because people are so sensitive to everything. It doesn't matter how you say it. People can always find a way to pinpoint certain issues or, I don't know, certain things about something. There's always something to nitpick. This is kind of off topic, but I was looking at the news today and... Adele was celebrating a birthday. I don't know if you yes. saw this and her oh, yes. dramatic weight loss. Yes. Wait, what was your reaction when you first saw that picture? Well, first I was of all, like, like, is that Adele? I was like, who is this person? Yeah, I was like, who is that? <laughs> Literally. I, I, was not, I was not expecting that. I know. And I was trying to see when the last time she posted, and it was like December 23rd, like a year ago or something. It, and yeah, and so I saw, I mean, I feel like this was what you're going to say, but like, I mean, so many mixed responses of some people like shaming her for losing so much weight and some people saying like, great job. And it's just like, oh my God, like she, people were accusing her when she, for being too overweight and now they're saying she's, she lost too much weight and it's like, you can't, you can't win. Exactly. And the thing that I saw most in the media well, besides the weight loss, was the fact that people were trying to figure out what's the best way to approach her weight loss. Mm. People were like, how to properly respond to someone's weight loss. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That's, yeah. It is interesting because, I mean, I have heard too that some people like do go through a significant weight loss. Like it hurts them when people are like, oh my God, you look so great. Cause then they're like, wait, what did I look like before? Right. But then if you, if people don't say anything, they're like, okay, why aren't you saying anything? I know I look like really different. Yeah. So I was just like, wow. I mean, she looks great. She looked great then. She looks great now. Like, you know, I honestly don't care what she looks like. I just want to hear her sing me a song. When okay. is the next album? <laughs> She's so good. As long as her losing weight did not change her voice then she can do exactly. whatever she wants. Okay. We just got lost in Adele talk. Yes. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's okay. Here's a fun question. 
If you had to give advice to someone who's struggling to work from home, what would it be? I think other than like sticking to a routine, which I think is important, I think it's very important to move. Like make sure you're getting movement and you're not staying at your desk all day long. So like whether that means you wake up and work out before you sit down, um, I think that's really important to get your blood flowing, to get out of breath, to sweat, you know, to feel those endorphins. And then also like taking time if you are able to, I know not everyone's in a situation where they can go outside for a walk, but every single afternoon, my parents and I go for a walk around our neighborhood, um, like a nice two mile walk. And I think it's so important for me, like leave for my desk, like get some fresh air, move, get that blood flowing again. Um, I think it's so tempting when we're working from home to just be like sedentary all day long. And like, you're not, you know, talking to your coworkers, you're not getting up as much to walk around and like, go ask someone a question. Like you need to make sure you're moving. Yeah. I think that's helpful. And also being able to stop, have a stopping point, I think is important. Um, like for me, technically our workday ends at six 30. Like if emails, I mean, I'm always looking at my emails and more responding to slacks and emails, but I do try to, you know, close my laptop at 6.30 and it's helpful because my parents and I typically eat dinner at 6.30. So it's like, okay, I'm done with work. I'm eating dinner. If I didn't have that like next activity, then maybe I'd be tempted to sit at my desk, you know, for hours and just be like, just finish this and I'll do this. Um, mm -hmm. It isn't just because it's right there doesn't mean we should be working around the clock. You know, obviously I handle things I need to handle after hours. That's the nature of my job, but I'm not like sitting there you know, waiting for something to come through. If I'm not working, you know, it's, it's important to have that balance even when you, your home is your office. Exactly. It's hard and easy for people. You know, everyone has their own ways of dealing with it. You're so right. Movement is so important. Even if it's, you know, like just think of it like when you're in the office, you still get up to take water breaks, like bathroom breaks. Right. Why not do that here? Yes. I really think it's important or else, you know, your your body and your brain, they're so connected and, you know, you're going to go crazy and your work will probably suffer too. You know, you, you can only do so much. <laughs> That's another thing is not putting too much pressure on yourself. You know, I was listening to a podcast and someone mentioned, I wonder how Ryan Seacrest is doing right now in quarantine. He like literally does everything. And it's like, how is he coping? Like he's probably, I don't know, building a whole new something in his home or I don't, I don't even know what he's doing. But Maybe he's building like a Lego world. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a big task to take on. Yeah, it's hard for people who are used to being like, go, 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 productive. You can still be productive. But yeah. you can't be like running around like a crazy person. Yeah, not at your pace. It's kind of nice to take a not a break. I feel like I'm still busy, very busy, but it's nice to not be like running around New York City. Exactly. In and the freezing cold. It, like this, like my mom reminds me every night. She's like, when are you going to have this time again with everyone in the house? Like, when are we going to have this time? It's like a blessing in disguise almost. It's so true. I mean, I've been thinking about that. Like I, when was I going to live with my parents again for yeah. over a month after I left for college? It's nice. It's really nice to have this time with them. And it's a positive um, in a sea of negatives for sure. Yeah. You shared so many good things though about, you know, how media is going to 
interact post corona and what they're doing now and that's amazing that your brands are doing those things seriously i would be so proud too yeah it's been really fun and it's fun to just think of of different ways that these brands can you know insert themselves and help the people that that matter to their brands like for dr Barrys, the grocery store workers for baked by melissa they're so big on celebrations like for so birthdays you know it's 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 different ways that each brand can find their way to, you know, help their peeps. Help the peeps. Three words to sum up this podcast episode. Yes. Well, Tatum, thank you so much for joining me. And I cannot wait to see you in person. I know. And your cats. <laughs> and I'm my their, cats. They've never met their aunt, but she's <laughs> been loving them. You just, just you love- always like text me. You're like, how are my babies? <laughs> How are they? I, like, I love, love them. I love so. it. I know. I need to see them before they're like big cats. I want to see them when they're still kittens. They're growing so fast. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop growing. Have you given them catnip yet? I have, and they still don't know what it is. Okay. I was going to say, I want to be like the aunt who brings in the catnip for the first time. Be like, here, get a sniff of this. You'll go crazy. It's in this pickle that they play with. Actually, it's in every toy that they have, and they don't even know. I'm just like, guys, there's catnip in front of you. Maybe they're too young. They'll, they'll learn to love it. They'll know. learn. But they're great, and you're going to meet them soon, okay? I hope so. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank that. you for having me. This has been so fun. I'm a big fan, so it's Yay. fun to be on the other side. Yeah. I can't wait. I miss you. I miss you, too. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series, where I have a conversation with Amy Sedeno, the executive director and partner of CIC PR, an agency that focuses on international travel and hospitality with offices in Miami and New York City. She talks about how COVID-19 has affected the company working with clients, travel trends we will see post-pandemic, changes we will see in travel, and answers the questions many of us are wondering. When will it be safe to travel again? What are safety measures we will have to take when traveling? What are tips for traveling post-pandemic? Not only that, but she also gives examples of how brands are responding to the pandemic and what will emerge from the crisis. Thanks for tuning in.